This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The following podcast contains violent scenes, hard drug use, scenes of a sexual nature and flashing images. Now there's none of that. It does however feature strong language. So if you're listening with small children, kindly tell them to... The dickheads. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Top it in the way, battling. Having got in way of the attempted clearance. Jim Gannon. Oh, great flick on by Alan Armstrong. Welcome to the show that's sometimes insightful, sometimes unsettling, but always present. Yes, it's a predetermined time on a Wednesday night, which can only mean one thing. It's the Scarf Bagara War. I'm your unsettling presence for the evening, Nick Lee. Now, with every unsettling presence, you need someone normal, a bit of an antidote. I'm thrilled to say we've got just the thing. £200 for a hotel next to the stinking waterworks. I'll sleep in the car, thank you. Dad, get over yourself, it's just Monopoly. It's yesterday's game. It's all about Mega Drive in that now. It's the Scarf Bagara Wars, Russ Johnson of the Scarf Bagara War. How do you, mate? You all right? Yeah, you're good, mate. Did you like my little up-to-date reference there? Yeah, it's good, that. It was about as up-to-date as I like anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the 90s, though, isn't it? Like, that's the best yeah, yeah. time for nostalgia. Everything in my life has stayed the same since the 90s. Like music, taste, clothes, mental age. Same. Same, yeah. yeah. What have we got coming up tonight, then, mate? It's a jam-packed show, isn't it? It's a jam-packed show. Yeah, we've got um, James Jarvis from a Bolton Wanderers podcast joining us uh, start the show for about 10-15 minutes talking about Sunday's match from the Lion of Vienna Suite podcast. So we'll get him in in a second. And we're delighted to be joined by Sam Byrne, journalist extraordinaire of County, um, who's going to come and give us all the inside scoops on everything Stockport County. So shall we get them out? To coin a phrase. Let's, let's whack them out on the table and have let's a good whack old them out. Here we go. This is the Scarf Bagara War, a Stockport County fan-created podcast, blog, YouTube live show and website. Find us at thescarfbagarawar.co.uk. For county fans, by county fans. There we go. Hiya, James. Hiya, Sam. How are you doing? 
Hi, boys. You okay? Ah, you're right, lads. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Not bad, not bad. So, um, Sam, you're going to stay for the duration, and obviously you can tell by your T-shirt you're a big Stockport County fan from the 90s as well, which is that suits us fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's let's kick off with with the, with the something that's happening on Sunday, which I don't think many people are going to. Well, not for, probably not from Bolton anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> James, the, the game on Sunday, our, our FA Cup match. Um, I suppose the first thing to talk about is: uh, do you, Are you aware of how many we're bringing, and, and does is is that a factor for you? We'll get on to Sarsovic and all that sort of stuff in a minute. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm very impressed that you've filled out the five thousand capacity more than Wigan brought. Although to be fair, we limited that for police reasons. But no, I'm very impressed. I just hope um, the Bolton fans turn up in force, just so we don't aren't outnumbered by the away fans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I've seen I've seen that um, online. Uh, there's not many there's not many tickets sold, and is that because you have to go some sort of through some sort of new registration scheme now? If that's what I've yeah I've yeah there's up. a new um, there's a new membership scheme that's been set up, uh, presumably to avoid um, you know you know the kind of people who can be troublesome that like to pay on the day and stuff like that. I assume it's to try and weed out those kind of people, especially after they caught some of them caused quite a scuffle at the Wigan match, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't say I know all the, all the details about it, but I know some people have not been happy with the way it's been run so far. Yeah, I didn't really have any problems, but that's that's my personal story. I can't speak for the other fans. Right, and is, is that something that's that's rife at Bolton then at home? Is it what people paying on the day and then causing a bit of aggro? I mean, there's lo- loads, you know, every, lots, lots of places pay on the day, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I know. And I know, but I also know we're not the first... Um, like club around to try this sort of membership scheme to try and stop these kind of problems. I, I honestly don't know the ins and outs because I don't really associate with those kind of fans. If anything, I actively try to avoid them or tell them to piss off if they come within <laughs> my vicinity. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just assume that's why it was brought in and especially to avoid any further, fa- any further fines down the road or any just further trouble in general, as we've seen t- at both Wigan games we've attended this season. Fair enough, fair enough. I've I've been I've been listening to your podcast recently, um, and looked at some of your results as well. It, apart from maybe last night, which you got a good win, didn't you? Three nil away at Rochdale. You've yep. not been doing too well recently, have you? No, October has been a torrid month. We've had a few players dropping like flies. Um, performances have been quite frankly, abysmal, <laughs> um, especially in the um, Wigan and uh, Plymouth games. Um, yeah, October's been terrible. We're just hoping that we, we've got these hard games out of the way. Um, hopefully this win, again, even though it's a League Two side, hopefully this win will do us a world of good, build up our confidence and um, allow us to carry on closer to how we were playing in August, September, where we still had some losses here and there, but majoritively the performances were really good. And in some cases, we just blew teams away like Ipswich and Charlton. So are you looking, are you looking at Sunday as, as pretty much building on the win against Rochdale to sort of kickstart into into the games after after playing a National League team? Yeah, that's the hope. Because um, we feel, contrary to what we've done in the other two uh, EFL Trophy games, we've feeded, we fielded a team of mainly first-team players I assume Ever did that to give them a huge burst in confidence after 
results from performances not gone away. And while I don't think we'll see a similar team against Stockport, you never know. He surprised me a few times this season as Everett with his lineup, but um, I imagine it'll just be a huge confidence booster. And um, with that, we can hopefully start riding the momentum after. I think it was four. No, actually, I think it was five games without a win and only one draw in in all of that. You don't so, want to put your best team out because we'll probably try and sign them. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> take half and own with us at five o'clock on Sunday. I mean, we don't need the money as much anymore, but I wouldn't turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. Let, let I mean, that's a good segue, Nick. Well done. Cheers for that. Um, move, let's mate, move, move on to the Sarsovich thing. So I I listened to your last podcast a couple of weeks ago and. I think Sarsovic had just signed for us and it was audibly, audibly sort of visible, if that's even a, a phrase, that, you know, you were you were shocked at that. Well, of course it's shocking when uh, you're a club captain, signs for a team <laughs> two tiers lower than you, especially when he was still playing quite regularly for us. So, yeah, it was a... I'm, I'm not surprised it caused a huge mass of confusion amongst the... Bolton fans, there was all sorts of theories flying about as as to how this could have happened, especially because he uh, played in our most recent game at the time against Plymouth. So, yeah, it was just one of those things that just caught everyone by shock. Um, uh, Ever in the BEN, uh, Bolton Evening News, um, I believe he said that it was... um, uh, a decision made for the benefit of uh, the long... The long-term benefit of the club, I should say, because um, watching Sarsfish this season, I don't think he could um, play beyond League One. Um, and obviously, our our ambition and his ambition lies beyond that. So, yeah. But there's also been rumours that there was in the after the recent poor performances against Wigan and Plymouth that there was some bust-ups amongst him or amongst some of the other players and especially if Sarsvich was the cause of it, it's really not a good look for your club captain. But again, that's an unconfirmed, substantiated rumour. So I don't know what it is, but either way, he's gone now and I expect him to either have a right stinker against us or just completely blows apart when <laughs> he comes to play us on Sunday. It's it's never one or the other, is it? It's never just a neutral performance. <laughs> No, it's not. No, and I mean, I mean, I'm not sure if he'll. I mean, will, is there no agreement in there that he can't play or something? I don't, I don't know. I know he's uh, not cup tied, is he? But no, he's not cup tied, and I'm pretty sure Mark Isles, um, who BEN reporter, um, said he can play. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah been training as normal this week, and yeah, just crack on him. As far as County concerned, I think. I mean, he'd definitely be in the starting lineup, wouldn't he? Undoubtedly. So yeah. All good there. So we we I mean we heard the rumor about a bust up. Um and are you are you aware of what's going on at Stockport County at the moment? I mean you're probably not, um, but I don't know if you've heard I, sort of rumors and things. Um I, I I've not heard too much on rumors, but I assume it's probably the reason why Rusk was sacked. Uh, or am I wrong in there? But I've not heard too much. Yeah, no, it's that's probably not not that's probably not the right thing. I mean, Rusk was sacked because of a, a build-up of, of bad performances, I would say, and bad results. Um, 
Yeah, and and when I say what's happening at County at the moment, I mean we we've been taken over by a, a very wealthy backer. Yeah. Um, so that that allows us to bring and target players like Sarsovic, who who I mean Nick and Sam, you probably hopefully you'll agree with this. We were pretty surprised as well, you know, when we signed yeah. a, a League One captain. That yeah, that's absolutely. in in our history. In fact, I don't think we've ever signed anyone two divisions above that's been a, the captain of the club at the time. No chance. I, no. I can't. Don't think we've ever done that. I don't think we've ever done that. <laughs> no, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so we we were we were very surprised. Although we know what's what, what you know what we've got behind us. So, and we've just had a new manager installed, who's Dave Challoner. Yeah. Um, so it is really is the feel good factor. And we'd already sold probably. I think we'd already sold four thousand before Challoner got appointed. Yeah. No, it was five thousand before Challenger got appointed. Yeah, it? It yeah. Already, oh yeah, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've already, we've already even even though we've had poor running results, we're still selling out five thousand away at Bolton. So we yeah. are really optimistic and sort of the, the feel good factor is is at County at the moment. Yeah. Um. So, it, I mean, from our point of view, you know, I, I would expect for you to expect a tough game. Is is what what do Bolton fans think? Do, are they are you expecting a tough game or is it literally you two were two divisions I below, you know I think it would have been a lot more doom and gloom if we hadn't got a result against Rochdale. I think Bolton fans are feeling slightly more alleviated from the pressure after not exactly blowing away Rochdale because we kind of just went through the motion second half, but our first half performance was Nearly as good as some of the good performances that we've seen this season. So I think things have improved mood-wise around that. But like you say, like you say there's a new um, feel-good factor around Stockport. Uh, Dave Shallon's history with Tranmere and Berry probably means that he really wants to get one over on Bolton, especially for his um, debut managerial game for Stockport. So, so we'll see how that goes. I can... I, it, I'd have been a lot more convinced that Stockport County could cause a upset um, if we hadn't done anything against Rochdale. But like I say, after after Rochdale performance, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better that we can um, we can come out with something, especially especially because um, re- realistically, the third tier team should be beating the fifth tier teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a on a, yeah in a happy day scenario. Happy day yeah. scenario for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally, who, what, 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 what score do you think it will be on on Sunday? You're gonna, you're gonna score at least one. It's just, it's just it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'll, we do. But, but, I, but I still, I still think we'll win. I'll go for a three-one. Okay. I'll take that as long as we go one nil up and get to have that moment. As long as we yeah. go either one nil up or one. Considering how Bolton played this season, we've been we've been prone to scoring the first goal in a lot of games this season, so I would not be surprised. Oh, yeah, I know where my money's going. <laughs> Take, takes me back to Watford away when we lost four-one, but we scored yeah. first, and we thought Maybe we were going to Wembley, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant, James. Thank you very much for coming along and, and giving you your uh, your Bolton insight. That's really, really useful. Um, yeah, and um, I'm not going to say good luck for Sunday, but I hope you enjoy the game. Is what I'm going to say. Let's hope football's the winner. Yeah, let's hope football's the winner. <laughs> Thank you. I hope I enjoy the game too. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Cheers, James. Cheers. Cheers thank you. No worries, lads. Cheers. There we go. Yeah. An it's outsider. always good. Yeah, it's always good to get the insight from from the opposition. I think. Um, and yeah. we didn't mention Phoenix Knights once. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've, I've grown up today. <laughs> hey, so Sam, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Boys, obviously been a bit of a busy week, but um, yeah, just cracking on and um, been a bit of a busy one aside from Chaloner in terms of uh, the press kind of week that they have before the FA Cup games. Um, the last time we had that was, well, unsurprisingly, was the last time we played in the FA Cup, which was the West Ham game. Um, <laughs> in, in terms of like, obviously we had the Stanford game, but in terms of a, a game that was, you know, beyond the qualifying rounds. So there's been a bit of a chat with Ben Whitfield um, this week uh, at Carrington. He, they were all buzzing for the game. Uh, and yeah, there'll be, I imagine there'll be some kind of press call with, with Dave Challoner ahead of um, the Bolton game. So yeah, just keeping busy. Obviously, been a good week for the club, so can't complain. So Ben Whitfield, you know, I know you said you were chatting to him. When does that go out? When does the the interview go out? Um, I'll probably send it off. To, I'm going to send it off to the news tonight after this, uh, and I'll probably whack it online tomorrow. Um, I think there'll be some kind of call with Dave Challoner on Friday. It's not okay. actually like a. It's not like a new manager call. It's for the FA Cup game. It just so happens that he's coming at that time. Um, I was expecting it at one point to be Dave Conlon. So, yeah, we'll have that on Friday. Obviously, there's the fans forum slash meet and greet um, tomorrow night as well. So I'll probably try and get it out before that. Um, and it's just a bit of a, a preview piece for the, for the FA Cup, really. It's interesting, like, we were chatting to, to James there. And, like, I, I've done a piece for Bolton's programme this, this Sunday and tried to get across that for, for most of our fans, it's not, you know, we've seen us play Bolton. So it's not like the, oh my God, we've got a, a huge club away, but just chatting to like the likes of Ben Whitfield, he said, you know, he said a lot of the players when they were growing up, Bolton were in the Premier League in Europe mm. and, you know, finishing in top six, top seven, going to Bayern Munich away and getting results. And um, so he said it is kind of like that for the players and probably the same. I don't know what you boys think, but I thought it was kind of the same for the West Ham game. Obviously it is a big one, but a lot of the fans are thinking, I know the fans couldn't go, but we have played West Ham quite a lot down the years and we beat them, you know, in the, yeah. going back to the 90s. But for the players, it's a top, at the time, a top Premier League team with the full shown team. So it's kind of, you've got to differentiate between the lads that are out there playing and the fans. And, you know, I, I know we're, we've all got that excitement for it, but I think there is an element of, oh, well, it is only Bolton, which is true. But for the players, they're going to be going out and buzzing. Um, go into this ground that was a Premier League ground and like I say they've played in Europe and playing with, with some big players there so yeah be an interesting one I bet you can still smell Big Sam's musk as well can't you at the Reebok if you venture deep down into the barrels of the stadium I bet you can I bet you can smell him I would not be surprised I would not be surprised no it's, it's, it's an interesting point because the I mean you could say the same for the younger fans as well couldn't you um, you, yeah, know, the, yeah. you know, you know, you know. I saw, um, I saw one of these vlogs, and they did a, a bit of a thing about us. I think it's when we signed Sarsovich, actually. And the young lad doing this vlog, he said, uh, "Stop put a county player," and he, he could see him looking at the word, and he went, "Eagley Park," <laughs> like that. And that just said to me, "Well, that's not his fault. It's just that we've been out of the league and off the radar for so long. We've not mm-hmm. been on FIFA. All these things that." That you know, to, to to us three, it is just just Bolton because of where they are. But to, what, to, I what mean, an idiot. To, to me, to me, I I remember the Bolton of Kevin Davies and and John McGinley yeah. and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. they're a massive, massive club, aren't they? They're the original yeah. hipster club. 
Yeah. What, when they were, when they were playing at Burnham Park, you mean? No, no, oh. the, Re- the Reebok late night is under Big Sam. What, JJ Akotcha? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Stelios, yeah, yeah. Stelios, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely, yeah. A huge club. And, and like I say, it is, that, that's not to say that um, there shouldn't be that excitement. And obviously there is because we've gone and sold 5,000 tickets. But um, but I do, I do think there is an element, understandably, of like, oh, we've got a kind of temperate of it's only Bolton. Um which is like I say, is true, but the players will be going out there buzzing. Um, and that kind of thing is like, you kind of think we could actually go nick a result because the players will be really, really fired up for it, or should be anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's looking, it all it's all pointing to a really special occasion for me. You know, mm-hmm. 5,000 fans, new manager, the way the club's, the way the club is now, um, the, the fact that they have to, um, have this silly registration that they've got to go through. I know a lot, of, a lot of fans are complaining about that. And if you look online, they haven't sold many. Um, it could be five thousand each, you know, in yeah. the ground, which makes it a neutral venue almost, doesn't That's it? That's leveler, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and, and you've got to think as well. The five thousand county fans will be together. Yeah, and they'll be making the noise. Whereas the home fans, it'll just be, they'll be spread out. They're yeah. not going to be up for a, a game against Stockport in the National League at home in the first round of the FA Cup on a Sunday. Um, yeah. So it probably is going to be, even if it is around 5,000 each, you'd imagine that the county 5,000 will be making a lot more noise. Yeah. Was there anything that J- James said about Sarsovic that, that sort of caught your ear um, in anything that he said about the rumours? I mean, do you know anything else about that? I mean, anything more than what's been said? or? Yeah, so what I do know, and... Um, what is kind of, I mean, it came out a little bit in the, I think it was the Daily Mail, which is a bit of a weird one for, you know, for a, a National League transfer, I suppose. It's got that bit of interest in terms of being a League One captain, but I think they put something out in the build-up to it being announced of like, oh, he's he's set to leave the club and he's had a fallout with, with Ian Everett. Um, but what I do know is County didn't, they didn't instigate the transfer, they didn't approach Bolton. Um, it was kind of landed on County's lap um, of he is available. Um, it wasn't obviously it's someone that has been on county's radar in the past. I think he left Plymouth to move back to the north when Mark Stock first took over, and it was kind of one that was linked on uh, message boards and stuff like that. But I think at the time it was a bit, oh, you know, don't be daft. He's going to go to a Salford or a or a Bolton. Um, so he was on the radar previously, but then it had just moved on from that. And then I think to compound that, we got John Rooney. So having two similar players or players that play in the same position, it wasn't one that County were aware of or considering or, you know, they weren't set to approach Bolton. It just kind of became a thing. Um, so that, to me, would suggest there was a fallout of some sort at Bolton. I know he was dropped for the Plymouth game, which I can imagine him being the Plymouth, uh, you know, getting promotion with Plymouth the season before would have been well up for that game. Um, and to find out he's on the bench, he's, you know, that could be, I, I don't know anything about a fallout, but for it to make the national papers and it, for that to tie in with the fact that County didn't instigate the transfer, it, it probably, you know, feeds into that story a little bit. What does that, what does that say about Sarsovic himself though? I mean, if he's, if he's had a fallout, he's dropped to the bench and then he's, his agent's looking for a move. Is that, the, yeah, I mean, is that I, you know? Is that the type of player we want? I mean, you know, all 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 ability aside. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point, but I, it's it's difficult in it because we don't know that that is the case, and we don't know, mm. you know, if there is a fallout. We don't know what the actual situation is. For all we know, we never could have gone in and 
you know, stuck one on him. But I'm not saying he did that, by the way. You did it first. But, you know, it, it, it's not... Uh, there being a fallout, if there was one, doesn't kind of put that at Sarsovic's door. And if he is then set to leave the club, and it's something that Bolton have driven themselves, he can't go to a football league club until January. So, um, and, you know, it's a free transfer as well. So even that would add into the... That, that would kind of fuel the fire that it's probably a, some kind of fallout if Bolton are saying, look, here's our captain and he's, he's literally a free transfer. We, we just want to get him off the books. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's hard to say, and we don't want to kind of, I don't want to go out there and say that Sarsovic is, you know, he's, he's instigated any fallout or anything like that, but um, it would seem to be the case that there's been some kind of dispute for him to be dropped from the, from the team uh, and be on the bench and then to leave the next week um, on a free transfer to a non-league mm-hmm. club. Okay, uh, we've had a comment in. I'll, I'll just I'll just flash this comment up. Um, has anyone ever seen you and Ethan Ross in the same room? Not if you've had that before. <laughs> uh, no, no. But I feel like if you actually did stand me next to him, you'd, you'd, go, you'd be like, "Yeah, there is nothing alike here." Like he did a he did a post match interview. I think the post match interview he did was it might have been Wrexham for his debut or the week after. And he literally came over to the touchline for the interview and like bear hugged John Kieran. And it was literally <laughs> like a man picking up his child. <laughs> so I'd like, I'm, I know I'm a bit taller than John, but I'm, I'm definitely nowhere, no Ethan Ross. But yeah, <laughs> I've not had that one to be fair. So I just imagine one of the, um, a little sticker from over the county culture now with, with burn on it and your face. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be quality. Yeah, no, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, yeah, he's a good lad, but um, I'll mention, I'll, I'll try and drop that into him, but I, yeah. I don't think he'll be having that. I think it's probably <laughs> me a lot more than him, so we'll put it that way. It's, it's always weird, though, isn't it? When, when someone tells you you look like someone, and then you go up to the person and say, oh, such and such has said I look like you. It just, it just looks yeah. like begging, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, I guess, yeah I'd like... <laughs> You know, not a knock on any of the lads, but I can't really go to a non-league footballer and be like, I look like you. You know, it's not like going up to Cristiano Ronaldo, is it? And kind of saying that you're, you're a lookalike. So but I'll, someone, I'll take it. I'll still take it. <laughs> if someone tells me I look like someone, I, I go over and say to them, like, oh, I look like you. But it's normally like some homeless fella in the park. So, so that, 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 they, they've forgotten within five minutes. It's all right. <laughs> um. What, what? There, um, it, sorry, Jim Gallon used to say that uh, I had a, a likeness to Chris Smalley. Remember Chris Smalley? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I would literally be like, so I would literally kind of plan, like I would see him in training during the week when I'd go to training and do some interviews. And if he had like a beard, I'd clean shave for this. <laughs> or if he was like clean shaven, I'd like grow my beard out a little bit. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, Jim. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you like him. But uh, no, that was, to be fair, that one was probably a bit more, uh, a bit more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we are getting comments through. I don't, you, you probably can't see them, Sam. So what we'll do is we'll, we will we will pop them up as 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 good ones come in. One that's come in that I just want to say now. I want to say cheers, thank you for, for <laughs> this one that's come through for me and Dowd, and and, and we've had a, another one saying here, here, just just thanking you basically for all the match updates that you that you provide. You know when when you do go to the games, um, <laughs> I've got to say, I mean, I, 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 you, yours come through quicker than county, so I sort of rely on you more than do the, the county Twitter feed. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. Um, so yeah, yeah cheers for that uh, from everybody. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But um, yeah, it's, I've, 
that, in terms of that, the, the, the Twitter updates and like them coming through, it's, it's a difficult one to be fair because um, the lad that does Twitter, Liam, um, like they've got literally with, with the football club account, they've got like a sponsor that they've got a shoehorn in there. They've got to get like they've got to, they've got to in terms of doing like a goal tweet, they've got to get so much information on there for like you know like flash scores and stuff like that and like sky sports bbc sport we take it from a specific tweet so there's loads of stuff that county got to do and i can just sit there and just whack out like goal or yeah whatever um and obviously i don't have to think as much about um what i'm saying yeah Um, yeah yeah you know with the club account it's too far i was i was going to mention this because obviously that would come up in terms of um i think it was it was a barnet game wasn't it the signing russ the past game where uh, County were down to 10 and then Barnett went down to 10 like 60 seconds later. Yeah. And obviously the tweet that went out was like, it was it, that was it 10 man County defeated. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And uh, to be fair, I get the frustration from the fans, but I just felt so bad for Liam because I'm like, I get it, but I'm kind of like reading comments and stuff, like digging into the club and like indirectly him, like, oh, you know, you should be saying this or you should be asking this. And I'm like, if anything, that should be at me. Like the club account is it? You know, you won't see Man United go on Twitter and go, "Oh, five nil defeat, Oli out," or what? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, if anything, that should be at me. But it's a difficult one to balance because we've obviously been pretty shit for the first few weeks of the season, for the yeah. few months of the season. So it's it's kind of like polishing a third at times, whereas I don't have to do that as much. Um, so yeah, it is a bit of a difficult one, but um, no, I'll take any. I'll take any thanks that come my just, way. <laughs> just, just on that tweet though, um, someone replied, and I think it was your brother. The, the first reply was, um, "the the ten men part of that is doing some heavy lifting." So, you know, he has he has messaged in. So, which one of you does talk the most sense? Um, probably my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, Jack and, and my dad are like, it's funny you mentioned like the Barnet game. Like, my, my dad knows Liam, to be fair, and like, um, I'm good mates with Liam, but uh, like, like, he put that tweet out, and obviously, it was a, it was kind of a rough night in general and a rough kind of yeah. day afterwards, more so for Liam and people like that. And uh, he, he kind of like sends me, and he was like, oh, so I've got a tweet here saying, uh, like, it's like North Korea when he put a tweet out about uh, going down to 10 men. And I was like, oh, that is uh, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, literally the amount of times that my brother or my dad are like coming out with stuff and I'm like, yeah, that's uh, that, that's my family. <laughs> um, a bit awkward, but um, yeah, no, what, what can you do? When when they're all county fans and they're all going to, and, and you know, everyone's got their own opinions, there's going to be stuff that gets said that... Uh, that maybe we I don't agree with or you know whatever they don't agree with me but um yeah we're all kind of fans aren't we so yeah I wasn't that bothered I found that that tweet more funny than anything else the, the 10 men thing I found it funny and then moved on because there was bigger county things to worry about that week <laughs> yeah there was, I, think, there was. I think to be honest after that game I think they, they could have gone out and said anything and it would have just been like not irrelevant yeah. obviously it doesn't matter what gets said but you know, we could all see that the writing was pretty much on the wall, even even into the kind of final 15, 20 minutes of the game. It was like, if we get an equaliser in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's really not going to do much for, for Simon Rusk. So, uh, you know, I get it, but I think at that point, people were just waiting for, for the inevitable to come through. Um, that last 20 minutes of commentary with you and John needs to go in, like, the county museum. <laughs> Because that, that yeah, was just such a thing of beauty, that 20 minutes was. It's like a piece of weird like, art. You know, like, 
I, I felt with John, like, towards that last 20 minutes, because John is obviously, again, like Liam, obviously not, not to the same extent as Liam, but he's got to kind of, to an extent, there is kind of that polishing a turd of <laughs> when it's bad. He can't, just, he can't just go out and say how bad it is in so many words. I know mm. he'll, he'll, he will actually get his opinion across. And I've done co-commentary with him loads, and he does he does actually say what he thinks, but I think generally he is always quite positive about the club and about whoever the manager is at the time. Um, and he'll be the same with Dave Chaloner. He's, I think he knows Dave Chaloner from back when, when Chaloner was a player. But um, yeah, that, that last 20 minutes, I could feel myself like, not that I was wanting to be negative, but it, it just was, it, that was, I was saying what I was seeing and I could just, I just felt like I was like poisoning him and he was just like <laughs> joining me. Like he, he was just slowly like turning over to that side of like just kind of letting just letting rip. Um but yeah, it was like I say, that that final twenty minutes and even I mean the whole game to be honest, like I know we got level, but it was literally a moment of, of magic from two football league quality players. Um and other than that, we just had nothing in the game and it was just as the game went on it was just like we're not getting anywhere not just tonight but we're just not moving forwards we're not getting anywhere as things stand um so it, it kind of like i say it was just inevitable really so when 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 from your point of view did did things did you start to turn your light off should we say um, um you know start I, to think this is not yeah so I, I mean to be honest i had i think like everyone did there was i had doubts at at times last season about how the style that we played. Um, I actually thought the empty stadium benefited how we play more because I think we played Dover and so see this this was even on the gym and it, it's kind of the same point. Obviously we don't we didn't play the same football as we did on the gym but um Andy Hessenthaler, the Dover manager, we we, we got in at half time nil nil and then we scored three goals in the second half at Edgley Park. Um and he came out and he said, oh, you know, he said, I just wish there was fans in because if we'd have got Stockport in an, at half-time nil-nil at home, the home fans would have just been right on the back. And I'm, yeah. I, that's not to dig out county fans because any home fans to, to mm. coming up against a, a team at the bottom of the league, if you go in nil-nil at half-time and you kind of struggle for a bit of form, he said, I think the fans would have got on the back and in the second half we could have come out and like taken advantage of that. He said, but the fact the stadium was empty, County could just keep doing what they were doing and eventually we knew the goal would come. And I think when Simon Ross took over, that became like the norm because there was times I was watching us last season I was thinking, I know everyone's watching the stream, but you can't vocalise that in the stadium. And I was thinking there's times we're playing and we're not up to much at all in, in, in a first half of the game. But we just know, I think we played Wheelston at home and it was nil-nil after like 55, 60 minutes. And then Crowsdale scored and then we went and scored like four. But if we'd got to nil-nil at that point, playing that style of football, it probably would have... I, I think it might have got to that point sooner um, in terms of County struggling and and, um, and Rusk obviously going the way that, that he's gone. Um, so I started to have doubts, but then you can't not... To, to his credit, you, you know, the 18-game unbeaten run, I know there's that element of uh, we're playing teams that have got nothing to, to play for and, and that kind of thing. And to be fair, that more often than not, that did pan out. You know, we went to Kings Lane and beat them 4-0 twice in like a week or something. Um, there was the odd game that would, they would put up a bit of fight, but generally we were smashing teams that had nothing to play for. But it's an 18-game unbeaten run and a third-place finish. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly, you know, he will argue and has argued that he improved on where we were when Jim left. 
um, in terms of the, the league finish. You know, we finished third. I think we were fourth, but with games in hand. Uh, yeah. People might correct me on that. Um, so he will argue that, you know, in terms of finishing the season, he got us, he, he, he finished higher than, than we were when he came in. Um, but I, had, I just had doubts at certain points of that season. Um, and then, it, you know, the Hartlepool game, I just think it, just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I think he got it wrong with, obviously, Madden was kind of shoehorned into the team at the last minute in terms of him being unfit. Um, it just, yeah, just, just Challoner really did a job on, on us that day. And um, But then to, to look at the summer, it was kind of like, at the time, I think there was probably a bit of confidence of like, you know, we're signing the likes of Will Fish and Arjan Reiki and Ben Barkley played 32 games for Atkinson in League One last season. Um, but looking back now, it's like, well, that was very, the recruitment was very kind of all over the place, really. And it just, I would say for me, very long-winded answer to that original question, but I think Boreham Wood, nil-nil away, kind of early doors in the season, there were signs of us going back to how we were last season in terms of just not being ruthless and not creating the chances and then the Halifax game for me just from there I'm I'm kind of to be brutally honest I'm surprised that it kind of went on after the Halifax game um, and I know we beat Wrexham and then went on that four game winning run but it was kind of I don't know what you boys think again but kind of unconvincing Limp, four limping, wins yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah. Just like, yeah and like Wrexham you know they should be up there I know they're struggling as well but we we kind of like won it on momentum really like we just we literally even the winning goal like we literally forced it over the line um and you've got like I say you've got to credit them when we win and credit Sam and Russ when we win but it was just and like Weymouth coming back and kind of winning in the last minute uh Stanford I thought I know they can play without fear but I thought there was times that they caused us problems and could have had mm-hmm. a, a goal or two and then the older shot one as well the one they'll win um just, I mean, lucky to lucky to get the win, and could have they could have easily got at least a point from that. Um, so I think for me, like Halifax was where I was personally surprised that it kind of carried on from there. Like I say, yeah, was 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 Yeovil before Halifax, or was it after? Yeah, yeah. So it was, I think it was Yeovil, and then we went to Maidenhead on the Tuesday night and won two 0 They had nine men. Yeah, um, and then we and then, then we the, played Halifax, didn't we? Yeah, and the Maidenhead one was like it's such a difficult one to call because. I mean, thankfully, I wasn't on the radio, but um, because we did kind of start to play well, got the two goals, and then they had the men sent off. So it is like, well, to be fair, we're playing a, a team who've performed poorly and they've got nine men. But you have to kind of say we deserved it and we did kind of show signs of looking like a good team. So it was kind of like, right, well, all right, water under the bridge now with the oval game, you know, all that, that kind of poor start this to the season. Maybe we can start moving in the right direction and and the, the Halifax game was the Saturday after, and it, it just like probably I think the commentary that I did for that one was probably worse than like the, the Bar- I say worse. It was probably more brutal than than the, the Barnet game because the Barnet one I, I just kind of felt like it's it's inevitable. Like I say, whereas the Halifax one we were still had a chance of getting like taking control of our own season and going getting a win with loads of county fans and like kickstarting the season. And it just didn't obviously pan out at all. So I think that one was probably for me when I started to just wonder where where we were going and you know what what style of play we had and what what our kind of approach was. And from there, it just never really recovered. Yeah, yeah. I I was I must I must admit I was I was thinking start of a new season, clean slate. All right, bit bit scattergun with the recruitment. Like like we've discussed in the past, but I was really I, I'm I'm tend to be the positive one. I'm I'm the positive one next to the. Uh, 
the um, Nick, Nick's the, the one who wants Mark Stock to fail, apparently. <laughs> Um, so, so I was, I was quite positive. The Boreham Wood one I thought was a good result, and then we played Yeovil, and that was just like a torpedo into the bow, into the hull. Um, and yeah. then when we played, then we played Halifax, I was just like, this is Yeovil. I started having major doubts. I mean, and it was all, it's always been sideways passing, waiting for opportunities, that kind of thing. Which you know, yeah, that's okay as long as it wins if, your if matches. If it's done right, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just, um, yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I, we, we said it on the pod. I mean, I've started to get a bit, a bit frustrated and, and that, that Notts County match was just, again, you know, awful. Um, just yeah. sat there and, yeah, it's just... I mean, you know, but we still took, what, 1,800? That's what I love yeah. about County. That's what I love yeah. about it. Yeah. You know what yeah, else I love about County? I'll tell you what else I love about County. It's the fact that we've got 40 minutes into this podcast. We're, we're two-thirds of the way into the allotted running time. We've not even mentioned the fact we've got a new fucking manager, though. Well, let's do it. Well, two-thirds? I'm sure we've got we've got longer than an hour, haven't we, Sam? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mm. sure. I'm, I'm happy, yeah, I'm easy. Yeah, fine by me, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, well, I'll t- tell you what. Let me, let, me just, let me just quickly get a beer and I'll run a little interlude and then we'll talk about the new, uh, the new, the new manager. Hello you, don't forget all our content is available in one place on the FanHub app, where we're the official content creators for County. Predict lineups, check in at games, and access fan content to increase your fan rating and earn rewards. Introduce friends to earn fan shares, and more importantly, we can prove conclusively who's got the best fans, if that's the kind of thing you're into. To join the fastest growing community of proper fans, visit fan-hub.com. Oh, I thought he wasn't going to get back in time. <laughs> Not quick enough. <laughs> oh, well. So, yeah. So, obviously, Rusk, Rusk departs. Uh, that was writing on the wall. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. How, how did you see it from, from sort of a journalist point of view? I mean, we we heard, I mean, we heard Challoner, obviously. We heard other names, Appleton, Flynn, and then all, this, all of the stupid ones that were online, you know, like Ferguson, um, not Alec. Yeah. The um, ghost of Brian Clough. Yeah. Um, how, how, how did that? How did that sort of play out for you? In terms of the, the names that were linked and stuff, it's funny because like I put something out saying, like trying to like just obviously people discuss different contenders and there'll always be names coming and going that are linked, but just trying to say like lads, these names and that they're not a thing. And it was like Duncan Ferguson, Paul Ince. There was probably others to be fair. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't mention Steve Bruce because I just thought that wasn't worth mentioning. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like like the Duncan Ferguson thing. Literally on on the bar, on the Tuesday night in the Barnet game, someone I heard someone like near the press box say, "Oh, there's Darren Ferguson." And then, then the next morning, someone <laughs> texted me and went, "Oh, was Duncan Ferguson at the game?" So I said, I, I, "No idea. Like, I, I, no, I don't think so." And he went, oh, I heard that he was there because he's mates with Robert Elston. Obviously, oh, the for fuck's sake. And then someone put it on the message board. And then he was like four to one. <laughs> like, literally, this is start. I, 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 saw, I, I heard exactly how this started. I heard someone saying the words, is that Darren Ferguson? And then 24 hours later, Duncan Ferguson was four to one to become the new manager. And it was amazing well, I, how many people were taking the betting as the, the odds as gospel yeah. though. I know for a fact yeah. someone someone put a fiver on Jim Gannon and he went from twenty-five to one to twelve. 
like straight yeah. away. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's how little money's in that market. No one's touching it. Small market, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I say, but, but, like, but I could see all of like Wednesday, I could see people like on Twitter like debating the merits of appointing Duncan Ferguson. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. Like, it's not a thing. It's complete. Like, I know we can always, I mean, we literally had Didi Haman as manager, like anything can happen, but it's not a thing. Like, it's not, it's not even on the radar. And, uh, it, it, but it's just like pissing in the wind, isn't it? Like, when people get <laughs> something in the mind. Uh, when people when people were trying to, like, like you said, discussing the merits of Ferguson, it all pretty much just came to, oh, he, he battered a couple of burglars, so he's going to sort John Looney out. That was basically what it came down to in the end. It's like, oh, he won't take any messing. How, how like, discriminatory as well that that's the scouser in the team that they've gone to. Oh, he battered a burglar, so, you know, John Rooney will be dealt with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, there's obviously aside from <laughs> aside from the Ferguson thing, um, I I kind of was led to believe very early on after Rusk left that um, there was I think I mentioned the names like Challoner, Appleton, um, McInnes, and there's one other oh the new manager, um, Dave Challoner. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was like four or five names that I, I kind of seriously heard. Um, as being targets, like not someone they've done an approach, but just people that the club thought they could either get or would be interested or both. Um, and I, like, I saw some Lincoln fans kind of picking up on the Appleton link and just kind of like rubbishing it, the same as the Hartlepool fans did with Challoner. And uh, I, I get it because if we were in Lincoln's position in that division, and you know, filed or someone came and, and kind of tried to get our manager, we'd all be like laughing it off. But you know, it was a genuine kind of it was a genuine interest, like it didn't go anywhere, but he was one of the names that was under serious consideration. And that I've kind of come to, to learn like under these owners, if they're considering something, it's not just like they don't just throw it out there and then move on. Like it, it was under serious consideration. And that's not to say we would have got him um or he would have been interested. But he was a someone that they seriously talked about, um, and then throughout the course of that week before Hartlepool game at Leighton Orient on the Saturday, it kind of became apparent that Challoner was the number one choice. Although, from how I understand it, you know nothing was acted on until uh, until they approached Hartlepool on the Sunday, um, and it all kind of like escalated from there. Really, as we've seen, um, as we've seen on social media. So, yeah, it, it was kind of. There was a few days where there was like four or five serious names in that in the in the hat, and then it became like this is the number one target. And I just never kind of felt like we weren't going to get him um, as soon as they were interested. And it, I, I mean, we've all seen how it panned out, but um, yeah, it it was kind of like after the the whole kind of thing with Rusk, it was nice to to be watching the club do more of a thorough approach and like identify a number of targets and then choose one and focus on that. Um, and I think some, some people took that to mean that they were only looking at, only ever looking at one person and never kind of looking elsewhere. Whereas they did have targets and they did have yeah, a list. Not like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, literally like, I don't know, Tottenham's is like playing whack-a-mole or something, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> literally like swinging a bat around. But yeah, it's, I think people did take it to mean that it was just one person and we were only ever looking at them and never going to look anywhere else and we were going to end up selling ourselves short and scrambling around to get someone. But there was like a serious list on a serious, you know, neighbor, a serious number of, of targets. 
But Chaloner was their number one choice and they, and ultimately they went and got him. So can't really knock him, to be fair. After the thing with Rusk of being, he was clearly the, the kind of ready-made man in their mind um, and there wasn't any other targets or any other names in consideration. It was Simon Rusk is the guy and they went and got him straight away. And now, like to, to compare to that now, they did go and consider a number of people, like a number of quality like national league and football league managers how do you how do you feel about simon wilson because you just said then rusk was a ready-made manager in their eyes i'm guessing that's simon wilson because he's the one with the with the numbers with the know-how perhaps with the facts i guess yeah um probably some heavy lifting in that statement we, as we well. know you don't like simon wilson Russ. There's no <laughs> story about every week. I'm, I'm i'm ambivalent i'm ambivalent as long as my football club does well i'm ambivalent um how, how do you see that director of football role? Because you're cl- you're clearly closer to that sort of thing than we are. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, we're not the only football club in the country to have a director of football. Yeah, um, clearly, but I just think it probably could do with being more defined, and I think we'll probably see that happen now. Um, I, there's probably been, a, I think, there's been a bit of talk, and I've seen a little bit of talk that um, he was a bit more reserved in his interview with with john um in in announcing challenger mm. i mean i don't i don't know him too well i don't really know i don't have much of a relationship with him but it, to me he seemed a bit more um maybe cautious in his interview a bit more just like i say reserved so there's probably i, I believe that there's, there has been in terms of the recruitment of challenger there's been a bit more it was a bit more collective and like i say it was a bit more of a, a thorough process um I think Wilson had identified Simon Rusk as the manager um, after Jim had left, and it, obviously it was all done pretty quickly. And I, I've got no problem with the director of football role. I just, obviously, there's been kind of misgivings about, well, obviously about Simon Rusk, and mm. then to couple that, the recruitment in the summer. Like, we've, we've kind of, the one thing we could rely on was the best defence in the league last season. Um, or the joint best. And looking back now at the summer, we just went and kind of threw a load of defenders at that who now aren't involved, not even getting a look in the entire squad. Um, we've got yeah. one out on loan at another club. Um, and and all it's done is, is served to make the defence worse um, in terms of the goals we're conceding. So I think that's definitely something that Chalina will get a grip of. And I think, I believe that, that Chaloner will be kind of like the man. Um, obviously, he will have that relationship with Simon Wilson. I believe that it's a case of, of Chaloner now identifying targets when we do sign players. I don't, I'm probably not expecting us to sign anyone uh, in the near future. Um, but I believe Chaloner will identify targets and work with Wilson. And that, to me, is fine. Like that, that's, that's what I understand the director of football role to be. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, if, if Chaloner identifies a certain person and Wilson goes and gets them, then, you know, win-win. But I think the concerns have come around, obviously, the appointment of Rusk, which I am going to take it until we know otherwise. I'm going to take it as a, the club learning from that in the fact that they've gone out and, and not done the same thing again. Um, and to, to, say, to couple that with the fact that there was more involvement from other directors and, you know, Max Scott himself um, probably shows that they have taken a little bit of that um, off, not off Sam Wilson's plate, but but they're kind of making it more of a collective thing. So, yeah, I, th- I, I think mean, it can work, 
But and I think Tone is probably a good foil for Simon Wilson, but it needs to be very defined, um, which I'm hoping to see more of. Yeah, I mean, they've they've always said, haven't they, that they are learning, which is which is fine. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. I did raise my eyebrow at Simon Wilson saying, I think he actually said under Jim we had a leaky defence. Yeah. yeah. Mm, and um, we, mm, I yeah. wholeheartedly disagree with that. There's no need to lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So and I don't. I think that's where they don't help themselves, and probably Simon Wilson doesn't help himself, and. Um, like to be fair, I don't really have a gripe with him doing an interview for the Dave Fowler no. appointment. I think no, if he didn't do yeah. one, if he didn't do one, it, 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 it's yeah. not a director of football that that has kind of very limited involvement. It's clearly very hands-on, and any club at any level that has a hands-on director of football, they will be involved in the unveiling of of the manager. It may be that other clubs will do a press conference and Wilson would be set up at the top table. And that wouldn't that that wouldn't look that out of place. But it's just yeah. because we've done it, it's because County have done it on YouTube. It looks more it's more kind of like specific to Sam Wilson. But I have not got a problem with that. And I think no. you know, I, I don't think I mean the, the, the thing about the weekly defence was obviously not the case and um, I, 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 to me, we've never had a leaky defence on the gym at, at any stage. I think obviously the season that um, he left when we were struggling in the uh, National League ten years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, we were down the bottom of the table, but I don't think we were. It's a difficult one. That's a kind of a different era. But as of these past five years, I don't think we ever struggled on the gym defensively. I think um, I so think clearly it, stuff like that doesn't help. But yeah, yeah I, I wonder if he's referring to the silly goals we conceded. Perhaps you know the yeah, yeah. the couple the couple of own goals. One went under uh, Ben's Ben Inchley's foot. Well, that, that was under we... Rusk. Oh, was it? No, but the way it was, it was, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, Rusk's first home game, wasn't it? Oh yeah, sorry, yeah. yes, oh yeah, Han, yeah. you know, stand, stand correct. Ben, ben Inchley yeah. never did that on the gym, Gannon. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> where's where, where's Gary? Is Gary stopped for the <laughs> <laughs> Probably, it was, probably it was more, it was more, come on. <laughs> it was more spectacular on the gym, wasn't it? It was the halfway line, <laughs> straight yeah. up, yeah. from further out. But um, yeah, I, I think I think maybe I mean I don't want to start making excuses for it because it's it's not accurate to say that we had a leaky defence but um you know there's maybe I mean we got beat four 0 at Hartlepool but we literally had nine men for, for a large part of the game. Um and there was the odd game that we weren't getting pastings but with you know the one nil at Notts County it's such a poor I think that was live on BT yeah. on a Tuesday night it's such a poor goal to concede. I mean we we only got beat one nil but such a poor goal under Jim. Yeah. But we weren't you know there weren't a load of by any stretch. The one that sticks out for me, I think, is what what I was about to say after I said about the own goal uh, was Alti at home. I think we conceded two stupid goals, yeah. and maybe I mean I I'm para I don't know. I maybe maybe that's but maybe that's what Wilson's thinking. But I still raised me when he said that. I just thought no, that's just you, no. Yeah, you, you say you that, I didn't watch it. I was on such a high after the Challenger appointment. I was like, oh, I'm not well, going to bother watching. It. I've, I've learned everything I need to know from the manager. Yeah, the, well, the, I, the I, manager that we've now got. I'm, I must admit, I watched the Challenger one first, and maybe I shouldn't have done because I got to the Wilson one, got two to three minutes into it, and thought, I'm, I'll watch that later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it, but I'll watch it later. So let's talk about the Challenger interview then, um, and and the. <laughs> I'm the Ferrari that, that's been caused up in the northeast. No one seems all that bothered, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They weren't this bothered when they were killing innocent animals, were they? 
We don't like being called the monkey hangers, apparently. Well, not apparently. I've been to Hartlepool. Obviously, I went to that 4 0 last Christmas. And they, I mean, this is nothing to do with Chelsea, but they really disliked us referring to them as the monkey hangers. You shouldn't have had it on while, a t-shirt. While, whilst having like big paintings on, on the dressing room wall of like a monkey being hanged. Like, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'll, I'll take your lead, boys, but you kind of not giving me any, any choice. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, I love it. And, and isn't their mascot a monkey as well? A monkey, yeah. Hangus, yeah. Hangus yeah. the monkey. Hangus the monkey, yeah, okay. It, it, it's they... good that they're trying to move away from it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Don't lean <laughs> into it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the Chaloner's interview then... Um, I mean, I just, I just listened to that. I can't, I can't think of like specific things he said now. I mean, maybe you guys can, but I just came away without thinking. Come on, I was ready for Sp- Sparta, like ready for going into battle. Me, <laughs> you know, ready for. You ready know what's wrong, us? Like, because you were for once, we actually agreed. Yeah, like, well, but, yeah. but we didn't have a reason. We didn't have a reason for not wanting to join it. It was just the fact that. He doesn't seem to like us. That was literally our only yeah, well, Marie, so yeah, that interview, I was like, yeah, fucking yes. Yeah, me, I, I don't know if you... Well, you probably didn't see, Sam, but I, I tweeted that I didn't I didn't really want Dave Chaloner. And I'll, I'll hold my hands yeah. up. I, that was what I said before he, he was appointed. And purely based on... I said that when he played for us, I didn't think he was that great. It was always the old guard, him and Palmer going up for corners and stuff. Um and we were on our way down, which he admitted in the in the interview, Denise. We were we were declining as a club. Um and I also said that um the shit that he did to us when he was beating us recently with Fyold and Hartlepool, I didn't didn't really like that. But you know, now I think about it and now he's joined, I just think, well, I'll I've said before on the on the podcast, I love it when players are, are shit houses, you know, for yeah. us. That's that's yeah, exactly yeah. what you yeah. want, isn't it? So yeah, so exactly. I'm glad he's in our dugout now, you know. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's like the Danny Lloyd thing, isn't it? Of how many times did he shush like away fans yeah. that weren't battered in to begin with? Um, and for us, it's brilliant. And and to be fair, like I did actually kind of consider like some comparisons with with Jim. Like I I've been to games down the years, like in doing this role. Where I mean, I remember being at Boston when we equalised. We came back from two 0 and and Jimmy Ball equalised like the ninety seventh minute to make it to all. Oh, and, uh, the, where's the assessor? Where's the assessor? Where's the assessor? Yeah, yeah, screaming it at like Dan Powell, who's filming the game. Um, <laughs> he's like, he's like deserted his camera to like cheer the goal. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, but yeah, that like Jim was Jim was right down in front of us at Boston, and they'd been like dropping to the dropping like flies like when they were two 0 up and two one up, and Jim literally, I think there's a video of it somewhere. Like I'll try and dig it out and put it on Twitter tonight or, or tomorrow, but. Jim literally turned around to the Boston fans in our stand and dropped to the floor and was like holding his knee and like rolling around <laughs> on the dugout floor. And they're all like flicking the V's and everything, like you would as a home fan. But I'm like, oh my god, that's brilliant. Like he's he's literally we've been we've been getting dead frustrated with them time wasting, them dropping to the floor, and he's just turned around and just giving it back in spades. But if we were Boston, we'd be like, oh, oh that manager, what a, what a shit out. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But it's, it's, just, it's just you, but it's just when it's you, it's, it's like, I always remember like, not that this is the same situation, but I remember when I was growing up, like, you'd always hear about someone like Robbie Savage. Oh, I'd yeah. rather have him, you know, he's an absolute shit out, but I'd rather have him for us and against us. Um, that, like, that kind of thing. And, and to be fair, I actually, thinking about it again, I, I don't think Dave Chandler really got up too much. I, I mean, I... In terms of file, obviously the final chairman was yeah, that's one of the yeah, yeah, yeah. ones. I don't, I think Dave Chalner 
as annoying as it was at the time, just turned up, beat us and left. Well, um, when, when the chairman was giving it out, Dave Challenger should have said, well, I might manage these one day. Can you tell yeah. me down a bit? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it, I mean... It was a file thing to think, like, when filed were regularly getting one over on us under Challenger. Just thinking, I thought about this last night, like, they're now a league below us. We're kind of, like, so much clearer of them as a club and we've gone and got the manager that was, like, doing it for them at the time. And I just think, like, you wouldn't have thought at the time that we'd be in this position of, not that it's anything to go and cheer too much about, but it's just funny how quickly things can, can change in football. Yeah. If it was lose, losing Lewis Montrose to hide, to file, you know, that, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, yeah our, best player, our best player at the time, our most important player, anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he took he took Scott Duxbury as well, didn't he? Which, uh, Duxbury as well, yeah. Which which, yeah. which went went well for everyone concerned, and I'm sure yeah. no one regrets that move at all. Yeah. At least not Scott. To be fair, we went and got Jordan Williams and Jordan Jordan struggled, didn't he? So I've, I think probably yeah. we've we've done a reverse Scott Duxbury on them. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think he'll it'll be a, a great appointment. And um, I mentioned it last night in that piece that I put out. His stats kind of speak for himself, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his interview, like, in terms of the specifics, just like, I think at one point he said something like, um, just literally, we've got such a, I think he said an embarrassment of riches, um, so I just need to pick them in the best positions. And I was like, why Why am I, like, buzzing to hear that when yeah. it's just, like, something basic. Thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which, but he, he just, that kind of no-nonsense approach and, like, common-sense approach as well and not trying to, like, throw out the rule book, I think definitely is what we need to go back to. Do you think? Do you think there's an element of him that's? I'm not. I'm not going to say old style, but Rusk was. Rusk appeared to me to be very sort of modern. Um, you know, I'll, and and he sort of valued the high profile players. Play. We said it before. Playing square pegs in round holes, probably just because they want. That he knew that they had to play. I think Chelina will probably. I'm well. I'm hoping he won't take any prisoners. If if mm. if John Rooney isn't performing, he'll get hooked. Do you, do you do you agree with that or? Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's had that kind of experience of not to the same extent, but obviously he had money to spend at Fylde. Um and they obviously not they've not had the likes of John Rooney and, and Liam Hogan. Um but they've had big name players and bit like high profile players for the National League. And he literally got I mean he got them up from um, the Northern Prem, got them into yeah. the National League North, won the National League North, got to the playoff final in the National League, won the FA trophy. And I mean that team not that these are the, the kind of players that, you, that you'd expect to be like in need of being slapped down a peg or two, but the likes of like Ryan Crowsdale, Alex Reed, like he had them in the team at, at Pylde. So I think he has got experience of, of managing players on, uh, you know, whether it be more money or, like I say, higher profile names. Um, and I just don't think it'll phase him. It doesn't, I don't, I've not. Spoke to him yet? Like I say, it'll probably be Friday that we get to do it at the, the press call. But he doesn't strike me as someone that'll take any like nonsense from from anyone, really. No, and he's he's played in an FA Cup final. He's played in Tier Two, has he? I think. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was an FA Cup final with Tranmere, wasn't it? League Cup. League Cup final. Yeah. League Cup what final. League Sorry. Cup yeah. All the time. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, I saw. I can't remember who it was, but I saw someone put out on Twitter last night. I think. I was trying to look for it before because it, it was a pretty good point, but I think they've now changed the Twitter name to um, Cheers, Cheer, thank you. Cheers, so thank I, you. I, <laughs> I, can't, I can't differentiate between who it is and who it isn't. But they basically said, like, you know, the reasons they've seen for not wanting Chaloner 
a lot of them are like, oh, you know, he wasn't a great player or for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, you know, like you say, that kind of like bad-tempered, filed kind of rivalry. But, you know, at the end of the day, we wouldn't have had any problem with Chaloner if we were consistently beating filed. Exactly. Um, that, you know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 yeah, they, they, yeah. He would literally, and not just filed, you know, he'd come, he came and, and did a number with, with us, uh, with Hartlepool on us. Um, yeah. And if if we were constantly beating the team he was managing at the time, it, it'd probably just be like you know, yeah, he used to play for us, but he's not. We've not really got an axe to grind. We've not really got any feelings on him either way. It was only the fact that he was beating us that that has kind of yeah. like led to that um, that obviously bad feeling. But um, he mentioned it, he said like you know I'm looking forward to being reunited with the fans. I think he just wants to like if there is any of that lingering, not animosity, but like. Bit of friction or something. I think you probably just want to quash it straight away and get yeah. you know five thousand Walton. Yeah, I don't. Sunday's going to be. I'm so excited for Sunday. I was. I wasn't really too too. But I mean, I got my ticket when Rusk was manager. And I thought, well, it'd be a good day out. It's my, my first away yeah. since Wrexham as well. Like when we first came up. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it'd, be, it'd be a brilliant day, yeah. and uh, it'd be good to to kind of see like the, the five thousand and you know be yeah. looking at it. Um, obviously, it's always you do like look at those away days and just think like you just want to be in there. Um, mm. But yeah, it'd be good to like look at it and like I say, like speaking to some of the players this week, like they're, to them, like I say, to, to mention the fact that Bolton were in the Premier League. But aside from that, to be running out there and it's like you've got either the majority of the attendance or a big part of it. Um, and I, I think you know the players have seen already like the Notts Counties and the Rex, uh, Halifax and. Um, even like the, the Dover and the Boreham Wood games where we still took a, a healthy attendance I think they're probably starting there's a, there's a few that probably already get it but I think the more and more it goes on I think it probably will click with them and I think Chaloner will probably harness that a lot more Yeah. Um, I, I saw a lot of videos from him at Hartlepool where he was like really getting the, the players to yeah. go over to the fans and not like not just go over but like literally going up <laughs> to like you know the front row and like doing the whole fist bumps and, and handshakes and stuff and selfies with the kids and to be fair that was something we did a lot in the gym um, and the players will regularly do that I think he'll be able to harness that a lot more <clears throat> yeah and Be- Belly said that a couple of weeks ago didn't he Nick that yeah. Mark, started see- Mark started seeing it um, that, the, that the players were going actually part they were going over to about the 18 yard box and not going any further and Mark mm. Stott said why why don't you go over to them and actually shake their mm. hands and stuff so that's yeah. something I think we'll see and yeah um, that'll be good. I mean, the interview itself. I, again, I came away think really enthused, but you know, I'm 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 easily enthused to be honest when it comes to county. Um, I just I, I don't know. I just thought he, he straight away he gets it, and I was like dead excited after I'd watched the watched the yeah. video. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, um, I think I put something online about about the interview, and like I think John like just kind of nailed it with what he asked and the information that he got out of him and. Um, and Dave Chana just I, like I said, I think he he's obviously from being at Hartlepool, he knows the value of like getting the fans on side and and, and building that connection and uh, obviously something that we had in spades on the on the gym, um, and it's always been lacking for well since Jim left, um, and I think he knows the value of that and knows that it can probably actually win you a few points over the course of a season as well and. Um, like I say, the videos of like that. I've seen some Hartlepool videos of him like really getting involved with the um, the fans after the game and going over and the whole you know beating your chest type stuff that um, that you see from the likes of Jurgen Klopp and stuff like that. So I think he obviously aside from all this, he is actually a good football manager. But um, 
yeah, he's, I think he knows how to, to really kind of use that to his advantage. What do you think we can see in terms of backroom staff? Do you reckon he'll, he'll bring, bring some with him? So I was told kind of unofficially that um, it's, it's just going to be the, the appointment, even before it was known that it was going to be Chaliver, um, it was going to be a manager and an assistant and that would be it. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think even from, I think even now the assistant would be down the line rather than in in the, in the like short term. But yeah. I was kind of told that it won't be a big overhaul, or a, you know, like we saw with with Rusk of the, the sheer number of names coming in. I believe it will just be whenever that time is. It will just be an assistant. I know we had Clint Hill at Hartlepool, yeah, who I believe he's good mates with. I've, I've not heard anything in terms of a name, but. Presuming we're, we're able to go and get someone from Hartlepool after how this past week has gone, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone like a Clint Hill or or someone of that stature who he knows from from like an old job. I know people mentioned Colin Woodfall, but I don't know yeah. what after his obviously he had, is, yeah. he had his situation. I don't know what his kind of feelings are towards coming back into to the game. Um, it obviously, would be a huge like in terms of harnessing that connection that I was talking about, like to yeah. to have Colin Woodfall there as well. I just don't know what his current situation is, and obviously it's a bit, bit kind of harsh to, to speculate so much about him when I don't know how that's going. So yeah, a, a Clint Hill type figure, I would imagine down the line. I'm not saying it's Clint Hill, by the way, because I can imagine some Hartlepool fans assuming that. <laughs> oh, yeah, between yeah, <laughs> so, someone of that stature who he knows. Um, but like I say, I was under the impression, and I'm under the impression that it will only be a manager and his assistant. There was a coach there today with NP on it. Do we yeah, have anyone work? Does some detective yeah, it's, Neil, work? it's Neil Parsley. So, oh, um, good news for Will Fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. Someone mentioned that earlier, actually. Oh, um, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Uh, yeah, he's um, strength and conditioning because obviously Nick Donnelly left. Yeah, kind of. I think it was either the back end of last season or the summer. Um, he was obviously someone who worked on the gym, kind of was part of that National League North title win. Um, left, he's, I think he's based around like the northeast. So I don't know if he's moving back that way. Or I saw I saw Hyde had tweeted that he was working there with Jim a little bit. So um, clearly not. But yeah, he moved on, and then they got. I, I think when they announced Mark Beard as the assistant or one of the assistants, um, they they kind of did list at the bottom of the same article that uh, Neil. Parsley was doing strength and conditioning. I think yeah. I think they mentioned he was at England under twenty ones before here. Um, and obviously there's uh, Schwan Jalal, who's a goalkeeping coach. Uh, and I think the other one in the picture that I've seen was uh, Joppa Mullenstein, which yeah. is Rennie Mullenstein's son or one of his sons, and he's the head How analyst. And yeah. to be fair, I did I did, I did kind of. Like I actually like read a lot of stuff and do side with like the county fans a lot on stuff, but I, I did see stuff about the sheer number of names we were bringing in, and I, I tried to kind of say over the summer, I get it, but these appointments were replacements for people we already had. Yeah. Like uh, Sean O'Callaghan was the chief analyst, and he got offered a job at Burton in the summer, and mm. um, so they just literally replaced him with Yopper, um, and then like I say, Nick Donnelly left, so they got uh, Neil Parsley. So. I get it, and I think that's probably the maximum that we'd ever need now. Um, watch, I'm just probably going to point someone tomorrow now that I've said this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think what's interesting for me, I don't know what you two think, like seeing the games, but 
it's interesting like so like schwam who's like dead he's sound and he works he does a lot of good work that you can see with like ethan ross and ben hinchley but he's like really vocal on the touchline yeah but, like not to the goalkeepers like yeah yeah coaching. Um, yeah, and it's interesting that like a lot of, and I'm not saying Neil Parsley or Yoffa do that because they, they, they don't. But to see like other coaches getting involved in like the, the overall element, and to be fair, that might be something that Dave Chalmers doesn't like. Doesn't mm. doesn't have that approach. It's more single minded. Maybe it was. Yeah. I, I did kind of feel like it was a bit of a um, sorry, a bit of a safety blanket for Simon Rusk. Like the obviously you had Mark McGee, but the sheer number of people that would just be throwing information out there. It was almost like they were kind of just like shielding him and, and mm. helping him as much as they could. Um, whereas obviously Dave Chalmers will just yeah, feel that he yeah. can just crack on. I, I I saw that at the Barnet match. I saw I thought I, I thought it was Shuan Jalal shouting, but then I thought, well, why would he be doing that? Having been a goalkeeping coach for the Stockport County Ladies, and obviously got Ronnie Green stood there. My my immediate feeling is I'm not going to shout instructions to the players because that's undermining him. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Yeah. I, I won't even shout instructions to the goalkeeper. That's for him to do. He can talk mm. to me, and and we'll we'll have that conversation. And then he shouts instructions to the goalkeeper. Um, so f- that 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 smacks to me of the manager has lost the respect, probably of his, either his coaching staff or the players that he's allowing the coach to do that, and he's allowing his players to take direction from a goalkeeping coach. I mean, yeah, I just I just thought it was always odd and. Like to be fair, there might be other clubs that have a similar approach, but yeah, um, and and Schwan, you know, Schwan has played hundreds of games in in the football league in in non league. Like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, but like, what what information is someone like not not just Schwan, but any you know coach on the touchline that's not the manager or the assistant? It, it kind of becomes a bit. If I'm out there and I'm playing up front for Stockport County and I'm getting three or four people. Like, I think John mentioned on commentary for, uh, it might be Notts County or it, one of the games I've done recently. And he was saying, like, oh, uh, I think it might have been quickly was ready to come on. And John said, like, oh, he's he's just waiting while he goes through like eight laminates. Yeah. And there was literally just someone like going through like loads of sheets yeah. with him. And it's like a bit of an information overload. And I think Chalino will just kind of strip that back to its yeah. basics. And he he's confident in himself and he knows that Dave Conlon, Dave, Dave Conlon, like, I can, you can hear him. And he, you just know, like he only, in part, he only says something when it's like necessary. Yeah. I'm not to be fair. This isn't anything about anyone like Schwan or anyone like that. But it, it just in general, like it's a bit of an information overload. And uh, like you say, Russ, I think it was literally a case of like protecting Simon Rusk and like. I almost felt like you know you see like some like nature documentary. You see a lot of penguins like <laughs> yeah. cuddling around like the smallest. Yeah, one. yeah. Like yeah. just kind of like shielding him from like you know what's going on around him and just letting him. <laughs> Yeah, and kind of them trying to help him as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really good. I, 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 t- I took it as Shuan Jalal. Well, at first, it, you know, question marks were in my head, but then I thought, well, he's probably doing it because he, he can see what's going wrong. He see he can see what needs to be done. He's probably thinking, why is Rusk or McGee not not mm. shouting these instructions? Why is it left to the goalkeeping coach to do that? Um, yeah. So I totally understand why he's done it. Um, yeah. But like you say, hopefully Chalana will have that hierarchy if you like. I, I hope so anyway because it. I think I think it needs it on the touchline. Yeah, and like I say, I, when when not to heart to, to Jim, but you know when when Jim was here, it was literally Jim would do his you know his his kind of instructions, and the only voice you'd hear would be Dave Collins otherwise. Dave Collins, yeah, and Dave yeah. Collins would be more of like not not specific instructions, but more about 
the mentality of the players and more like the mental side. And um, and to me, I'd expect going forward that Dave Challoner takes charge of that and I fully expect him to do so. And then have the likes of Dave Conlon or just Dave Conlon or, you know, down the line when he does bring in an assistant, if he brings an assistant in, just the kind of one and two men doing that. And I think... yeah. It's, it's just it's just confidence in his own ability, really, which obviously he's got in spades. Um, so yeah, I'm, I reckon we'll probably go back to basics in that. I don't think I've been this excited about managerial appointment since Jim Gannon. Now, last last time, I think, yeah. I think the last only hour, been, only, been, minutes, only been one since then. Nick. <laughs> no, no, I mean full stop. Like of all of them, like when Megson, <laughs> oh, right, okay. replace, when Megson came in to replace Jones, it's like oh, the guy from Blackpool. We, we, we always beat yeah. Blackpool as shit. So yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, is it, I mean, you know, you can never guarantee anything, can you? But um, literally, what, 11 full seasons as a manager and he's finished in the playoffs as a minimum in 10 of them. Yeah. Like, it, with, with, but like with money in some seasons and with no money in other seasons, like Colwyn Bay weren't loaded and they were, they struggled before Chalner and they struggled after and got relegated, relegated without him. It was like, it was only that kind of spell that he was there that he went and took them up like instantly and then dropped that he actually did the same thing where he, he went back down and went to Pyle um, who were a, a league lower at the time um, and just just you know blasted through through the league I know we had more money there but then to go to Hartlepool and not have that money again um, he's obviously shown that he's got a lot of layers to what he can do um, which is what we need because after after Simon Rusk it was kind of very one dimensional which you know we can go yeah. move away from that as, as, as far as possible really yeah. Was Chaloner in charge of Colwyn Bay when they beat us at Edgley Park? I think he'd gone to Files by then, but it was pretty much yeah. his team, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because but then they got relegated. I think Frank Sinclair went there for a brief That's it, Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, he was the panto he, villain for a while, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Funny, yeah. Like, we're saying, yeah, he was, because it's funny, because we're saying, like, Chaloner, we wouldn't have this, you know, there wouldn't have been that animosity if, if we were beating them. Well, it's funny because we beat Colin Bay and the county fans still just slaughtered France. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, he's. I, I, I thought it was pretty funny that. Um, well, not funny, but um, there was there was actually comments when I was doing some digging on him that uh, a lot. Those the, the Colin Bay fans that I'd, that I'd encountered online were kind of like, oh, you know, he he ditched us to drop back down the leagues to filed. But I mean, if you look at how that turned out, I know it's obviously a much greater scale. Stockport and Hartlepool to, to Colwyn Bay and Fylde, but he went down to Fylde. Fylde moved up and up, and Colwyn Bay went down, and he his career went up and up. So I, I've seen yeah. some comments about Hartlepool fans saying he's not backing himself by staying. I think he's probably backing himself by yeah. going to us because um, yeah. he, you know, he, he can come here and to to be. I, I think we're taking for granted that we'll get back in the football league one day, but it's not as we've seen this season like it's not a given. So if he can come and do it. Either with us or his job prospects after that will be massive, um, so that he wouldn't need to to probably drop down to the national league again. Not that he needed to, but he wouldn't feel the need to drop down to the national league again. He would then be looking up at, you know, we're saying like Michael Flynn from Newport. He was looking at Cardiff and jobs like that. If Chalmers can come here and take be the man to take Stockport County back into the football league, he'll be looking at those those jobs, the Cardiffs and, and teams like that. And um, we're looking at his CV and going, you know. What is it? Four clubs and, and six promotions, seven mm-hmm. promotions, depending on how we do, how long he stays there. So, yeah, I think it, there's definite. Obviously, people talk about money um, clearly, but I think there is definite um, logic to why he's done it when you actually look further into it and you look at his past career. 
Yeah. So, sorry, go on. No, I think. Um, no, go on. You go first. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, I'll go. I'll go then. No, I was going to say. Um, as with Jim and, and Simon Rusk, now that you know the resources that we've got, any manager that comes in is is going to be looking to get us into the football league. And we've we've spoken about the double bounce quite a lot. You know, we, we've we've got lots more resources than Hartlepool. You know just tenfold there's no reason why we can't do that double bounce if he get if if he gets us up um so there's no reason why he wouldn't stay just to bolster his profile a bit more i mean getting into the fo- football league into league two is great and you you know other cl- you know clubs in the championship start sniffing but would you not want to stay and do that double bounce into league one as well let's just get this yeah. one first no no i'm, I'm going yeah. full throttle yeah. <laughs> i think this this is like this is this is the hardest one. Like it, it, yeah. League Two, you can see like from how Hartlepool have done this season. Um, I mean, they've not lost at home um, under Chalner this season so far, uh, and they were what seventh, eighth before they got beat on Saturday at Leighton Orient. Yeah. Um, and he's you know he's done that. They, they lost Armstrong in the summer. Who scored in the playoff final? We lost Reece Oates to Mansfield. So like the two main strikers. I think he brought he had to bring in. Uh, Mike Fondock, who'd scored, I think he scored one in 33 at his previous club, yeah. um, so, and on a free transfer. So that's probably a factor as well in that he's looking at the resources. And I always kind of think of it if I was looking at being, if you know, if you're kind of considering yourself as in their shoes, I always think, you know, you think about football manager. And if you were looking, if you were playing on football manager and you could see a, a, a job came up and it was a National League club and you went on their squad and it was Sarsovic, Madden, mm-hmm. Quigley. Rooney, all these players, you'd probably jump at it because it's actually mm. probably going to be, if he can get us going in the right direction, he's probably going to enjoy it as well. Um, so it, there is there is a lot of um, a lot going for it in terms of why he's made the decision. Obviously, aside from the money, which I know people will talk about, but um, you can see why he's done it. It's not, it's not a completely insane decision or it doesn't seem like it at the moment anyway. Yeah, you've just alluded to it there, like, if if you speak, if you look at what like sensible Hartlepool fans are saying, i.e., not on Facebook or Twitter, it see, the consensus seems to be that the club's being run like it's still a non-league club. Yeah, um, I, I'm I assuming think... he had assurances when he got his new contract, and they've not been. I'd imagine they've yeah. not been fulfilled. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like, similar to the start of it, thing, you don't have to know too much. I don't know too much about what happened at Hartlepool, but you don't have to. You can just look at the face of it and say he took them up. He lost his two main strikers, who were both brilliant last season, mm. and repla- had, had to replace them with with Mike Fondop. Um, that that was kind of, and I, I know his, I think it was his wife mentioned something, which has now been taken down. But it was kind of, you know, there is more to it than meets the eye. Mm. And yeah. there's been a lot of talk in the, I think it was the Hartlepool Mail mentioned his contract talks went on like an extraordinarily long time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's it, like I say, you don't need to know that much about the situation to see that something wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, not, not to, not that this is a knock on Chalino, but if, if the negotiations did take a long time, he may well have been looking at Wrexham or Tranmere yeah. or, or, or someone like us that probably going all there under pressure. Not that he would have been targeting us, but, he might well have been playing the field a little bit and, and looking looking elsewhere. Um, he's obviously then committed his future. But like you say, Russell, I don't know if there was assurance was made. It seems like it um, because it, it seems like there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. That's what obviously people close to him are saying. So aside from the money and aside from the attraction of this job, I, 
think there's probably something feeding into what's going on at Hartlepool that's led to him to, to be looking elsewhere in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Are you going to be in goal on Sunday or what, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> we don't, no one wants me in goal. No one wants me in goal. <laughs> See, this, this makes it sound like everyone's at it, but it's the same yeah, person. No, it's, it's, the same person. It's, it's, just, it's just the same person, <laughs> yeah. Joe Inglesfield. Yeah. Um, yeah. Regular viewer, Joe. Cheers, cheers, for, cheers for dropping in again. Um, right, I think it's about time we, we wrapped it up because we're getting on for an hour and 25. So, um, fi- final word then. Um Predictions for Sunday. I what do you reckon? So I, like I said, I've done something for Bolton's matchday program on Sunday, and I did that this morning and said two one to Bolton. And I think, like Nick mentioned earlier, I think we'll get that goal mm-hmm. that um, that kind of gives. You know, we're not two 0 down and we get a goal. We get a goal to either go one up or, or equalise. Um, but the more I think about it, I just think. Challoner will know he can get them playing. It, it's a, it's, it's a, effectively a free hit, really, for County. And I think, yeah, um, it, I think he'll get them. You know, there'll be that bit of buzz around a new manager, um, the five thousand fans. I, I just wonder if I feel like the West Ham game. I know that was at home, but I feel like if the fans were in, we would have taken it at least for extra time. The way the game Definitely. unfolded, and I think we now might see that in a different kind of way this Sunday in the fans being there and if this was an empty stadium on Sunday I'd probably be looking, thinking 2-3-0 but to have the fans in and to have that new manager bounce I just wonder if we can nick a 1-0 or you know I don't know the situation with replays this season but um, even to take if it is a case that the replays are going ahead to, to bring them back to Edgley Park yeah it's replays um, yeah. yeah yeah. so one-winded but I did go 2-1 to Bolton with County getting a goal that will mean something at the time of the game but I wouldn't be surprised if County can nick a, a result. I'd go along Fair with enough. that, yeah. I, I, I think a, a draw or a narrow defeat by one goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's we're, the, yeah, we're not going to get. We're not going to show ourselves up, though. We're not. No. no so you be, be you. So you're being negative as 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 per as per usual, which is fine. Um, <laughs> I'm going with PJRC, who says three one to County. I'm going to I'm going to say three one. I'm going to say two. I'm going to say two one County. I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll do him. Uh, I think I think the, the five thousand fans will carry us through. We, we've had a message yeah, there, thoughts on Simon that, yeah. Wilson interview. Uh, we've done that. We've, yeah, we've, Hats we've TV. Did, let's go back Sid, about half it? an hour. It's been done. <laughs> yeah, Sid, we've already done that one, so we just go back. Yeah, um, and then Ian Dowden, regular listener. Um, I'll take that. Sarsovic yeah. winning and kissing the badge. Oh, yeah. Could Top you imagine? Like I would love, and we've been talking about it before, the, the shift housing thing, and loving it when it's on your team. <laughs> for no re- for no reason at all, I want him to score and do the, like, Adebayor against... against yes! Arsenal. Yeah! Like, yeah. For no, just for no reason. Like, no, you know, he's not got any major gripe with Bolton or their fans, but just score at the county end, have the opportunity to celebrate in front of 5,000 and go, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up this side and, and do a little knee side. I'd, I'd be quite happy that. if we just celebrated no every goal like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just on that though, what I did notice that on Saturday against Dover, John Rooney tried a long range effort. Sarsovic had a thunder bastard that hit the bar. I don't remember much under Rusk that ever happening. No. I think And I wonder yeah. that's part of the gameplay. And if that if if they can open yeah. up that, that's how you get the best out of John players like John Rooney. Yeah. 
absolutely, yeah. It's, it, it, they just felt quite shackled. Um, mm. And of course, like the players, the players have got to take their own share of like the blame for how we started the season. But it just felt quite restricted and um, and just you know one game on the Dave Conlon. I know it's Dover, but we've played a lot of poor teams and not done that. Um, so so to go and get the five goals and to keep even a <clears throat> not not to knock him because I just think it, it doesn't achieve anything at this point. But I think if that was a Simon Rusk managed game, I think we would have got into the three two lead or the one 0 lead or two one lead and just just kind of sat on that. But to keep them going for the goals um, shows that they are capable of that and that that mindset can actually produce some results as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, th- I think that type of football that Rusk was playing was, again, under-23 football. You go 1-0 up, you sit on it, you control the game, game management. At our level, with the players we've got, just go and smash them. Yeah. Just go, yeah, matter, you, can, you, you can see one, can see two, don't matter, you, you've scored four, yeah. you know. Yeah, we've the firepower we've got in the squad, bottom line, should be enough to overcome most teams in the division on the day. Yeah. Um, that, that's the bottom line, really. And I think... Dave Chalner mentioned it in his interview, and I don't, it's not a token mention. I think he's said, you know, I, I'm told that we want attacking football and I want attacking football. And he's not just going to throw that out there. I think that is how he wants to set up and how he, that's how he has set up in the past. So um, if he can get this squad firing, there's no reason why we can't be seeing the, the four and fives flying in. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. It's been an absolute pleasure. Let's do cheers, some admin. Sam. Yeah, cheers, mate. Let's do some admin before we go. Um, again, keep on repeating it every week. Um, you can get all our content on the FanHub app. Um, download that. There's over 520 fans now in the FanHub app. Um, and I keep on saying it. Rewards are coming. Do not worry. They are coming. Uh, we've got a link up with uh, the Terrace. So some sort of Stockport County... Um, Merch, merch coming. Uh, yeah, the discounts on 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 stuff like that. So do that. And also, uh, Hatters TV. We just flashed up before. Sid, he's got a vlog going for County, and he's in the app now. Um, so there's 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 even more content. So you've got our podcast, our little YouTube live show, um, our blog, which we put out another one last week, and you've got Hatters TV. So the blog we put out last week was to celebrate Black History Month and it was about Arthur Wharton. So Adam Sundle did a great uh, article yeah. about that. Um, and we've got another one this week coming from Aunt Sherat as well. So look out for that. Aunt Sherat is going to the same event as me tomorrow night. So I might meet him in the flesh. Or he might meet me in the flesh. You never know. Yeah, yeah. So th- let's mention that. So tomorrow, tomorrow, which the most important thing is it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. So let's just get that in. But there's Happy also birthday, Russ's wife. <laughs> Happy birthday to the wife of Russ Johnson, the Scaffold Russ Johnson from the Scaffold Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so I'll be going out for food and celebrating my wife's birthday. Whilst two things are happening tomorrow, two important things, not as important as my wife's birthday, um, is <laughs> is uh, a, a sort of a, a meet and greet with Dave Challoner, which you, you mentioned earlier, Sam. Um, so I think that's really well played. You know, you come in yeah. on on the Tuesday. On the Thursday, you're having a meet and greet with fans. Yeah. It's, I'm going to meet these yeah. mutants. Yeah, yeah. But I think I mentioned earlier, just quickly, like you know, if there is any, I don't think there will be, but that kind of hangover from the file days, um, if there is any, which I doubt, it's just like we can, it can just be quashed, like, yeah, straight up, straight off the bat. And I think it's probably already quashed because any any lingering doubts people might have had, 
watching that interview would have probably sealed the, sealed the deal for him. But I think to go and do a fans forum straight off the bat, just kill any any doubts or any misgivings people have and just crack on with bowling. If yeah. anyone does, if anyone does have a problem with Fylde still, then we should suggest that he just fuck off and watch Fylde with <laughs> Sam Walker plays for him. It's all right. We're not going to be playing the fuckers again, are we? Um, no, but I, I think I think what county fans are really enthused by and, and and amused by is the the amount of shit that it's caused Hartlepool. I mean, they were burning. They had a flag of him, didn't they? And they were burning it last night. Grown yeah. man. Yeah. I think, you know, like, in football, like, burning flags is, like, the yeah, 10 out of 10 for, like, anger. Like, you yeah, can't get any yeah. It's right up there, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But I, even Louis Figo didn't do that. Louis Figo didn't get a flag burnt. You know what I mean? Yeah, if Louis Figo's not getting it, then why is Challenger getting it? Yeah. I just, you just, if we ever play Hartlepool, they're going to throw a pig's head into the corner, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having them second round of the FA Cup. Is that name? Yeah. A, a monkey's head. Uh, a monkey's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. It's um, an ideal opportunity to mention monkey face again for you there, isn't it, Ross? Oh yeah, monkey face. Yeah, that was, yeah. a, that was a blast, blast from the past, wasn't it? Don't, 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 don't Google that, listeners. Yeah, no, do Google it. If, if, as long as you're <laughs> over eighteen. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, and the other thing, yeah, Sid again. He's, he's dying to get involved. with Sid. Jeff Stelling named his cat after him. Apparently, yeah. What's gonna? You're, you're the cat man. Well, uh, not the scat man. You're the cat. I was man. actually. This was on my notes to mention. I didn't get round to it, so I was going to save it for the deleted scenes. <laughs> but um, but um, I named I named my cat Monty after Lewis Montrose. Oh, and then Lewis Montrose went to Fylde, and I didn't let it bother me. And then the cat did get knocked down and die, and it was <laughs> it was a release. I'll be quite honest with you, because we you never see. really replaced him. <laughs> So basically, Jeff Stein needs to leave his cat in the middle of the road and just yeah. just call it quits. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cool looking cat as well. I, I, I'll take it in. I'll take it in, and it can keep calling it Challoner. Sorted. Everyone's hey, a winner. Days. Everyone's yeah. a winner, apart from my other cat Phoebe, who's very highly strung. Oh, the world of cats! The world of cats by Nick Lee. I, I bet you're a dog person, aren't you, Ross? I'm. A, no, I don't have any. I'm. I just don't I, like I, anything. I just had that. I, I, I'm a kid person. I've got children. That's what I've got. <laughs> I can see how that came out now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a night. Uh, what what uh, a day for all of us. Yeah. Back, back to the admin. Um, <laughs> Jordy Hatt's away day show. Jordy Hatt's away day show. Yes. Day show. I All would that. imagine he's at it this weekend, but we need to double check with him. No, he is. He is. He's at it this weekend. So Jordy Hatt's away day show. You can see it on the bottom. The. Um, the URL's on the bottom, mixler.com forward slash the Geordie Hatter. Um, music, I, county chat. Clips from this show, as of this week. What yes. Our link up. Yeah, I'm going to furnish with some, with some clips. Not of this yeah. yet, but... No, no, and there's clips of interviews with managers. I'm sure Dave Challenor will get a run out as well. Uh, I think it's Saturday at 9.30. It might be Sunday at 9.30, with it being the away day show. But either way, Not... go on go on the URL specified there. And follow on it, it. Subscribe, and then you'll get a notification when it's on. Although you'll also get a notification when he's doing a test with his guest on the Friday night, like like there was with me the other week. That was fun. Right. Me, talking, me, me talking about my cat to a test audience of three people. <laughs> people actually listened. Yeah, well, they listen to me talking about my cat on air, haven't they? So. Uh, well, that's true. Yeah, people that's listen true. to any old shite. <laughs> You got any? You, what have you got? So you got any cats, Sam? You got any dogs? Or uh, what are you? No, no, we, uh, no, we, we had a, a family cat when I was growing up, but um, that also came to a, a sticky end. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
What you just on it? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, you've got, got to get one low brow. You've got to get one low brow joking. What are you thinking now? An hour and 38 minutes. There you go. It's not even there the watershed yet either. That was before nine o'clock. Should we <laughs> yourself? Um, I think that's all for the admin. Uh, County County Academy are winning 2 0 still. Um, it's probably just about to end actually. Um, can't see the time but yeah i think that's it the new website i wasn't going to mention this but i thought i will it's not gone live we are working on that and it will go live at some point but the other website's uh, still there the, the website yeah 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 you can still go to scarpagarawar.co.uk and get links to everything um we're doing just youtube now so it's not live on facebook or twitter because we want to bring everything to youtube i had a good chat with pete atfield last night of uh stockport county ladies so he chatted to me about some stuff and we're going to get hopefully someone from Stockport County ladies to come on as and when we, we you know, to talk about the ladies set up and we're going to get probably hopefully someone from the Academy as well. Steve Bellis has agreed to come back on when we need him. Sam, will you come back on at some point? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, it was like, it was hundred percent, but now it's 99% after the little cat. Died again. <laughs> 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 yes, of course. And hopefully next time, it's uh you know this little uh little promising week that we've had is, is you know in full flow but yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and, and we will get you in the county arms as well so you can oh, we'll sit yeah. around and have a beer and uh and just chat yeah. shit about county which is what we do on this podcast yeah um, sounds good to me good stuff right i think that's it um nick anything from you yeah, you, you best get running, mate. Own bargains closes in 25 minutes and you've not got your missus a birthday present, so off you fuck. Already already covered, mate. Already covered. I'm <laughs> a planner. Vouchers again, is it? Scratch cards. I'm a planner. <laughs> fail to plan is to plan to fail. Uh, that's, that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sam, cheers very much. It's been a yes, nice night. Cheers, boys. Yes. Yeah, okay, good night, boys. But yeah, cheers. I, I, I feel like we all went on the same thing, but... I feel like we've got to end, or I'm going to end with uh, a little cheers, thank you. So I'll end with that. And, uh, oh, well, I was going to do that. Cheers, I was going to do that. Let's, Let's all do it. We'll do it after three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. two, three. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, thank you. You've been listening to the Scarf Bagara War, hosted, written, and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. Additional support is provided by Pete Wilson. The title track is by Dan Johnson with the voice of the legendary Richard Harmwell. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to download the FanHub app and consume our content there. The Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Thanks for listening. It's the 90th minute all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.